This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. What are the key elements to being a Christian? Well, you may not be dead physically, but according to the Word of God, until Jesus Christ comes into your life, you are dead spiritually. That means you are dead toward God. That means that God can't communicate with you. You can't communicate with God. Dr. David Jeremiah gives us insight into basics of the Christian faith. Next time on Turning Point. Listen to Turning Point at 12.30 p.m. Monday through Friday on the Good News Station, WCNO. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. We're going to be reading in Matthew 12 today. And one of the things we've been talking about, the title of the series we've been in is called The War is Over. Everybody say The War is Over. over. We've been talking about being an occupation force, uh, similar to how when the war ended over in Iraq, we still occupied the territory. How many of you know that's true? Even though the war was over, we had control of the country and we had an occupying force over there. And the occupying force was there to ensure that the guidelines and the laws and the government that we put in place was going to stay in place. Amen. I mean, that's kind of what Jesus did. He won the war when he went to the cross and said it was finished. Come on now. He said it's finished. And now he's called you and I to cross over into the promised land and take possession of what he has given us and to occupy or take care of the Father's business until the Father returns. I mean, are you supposed to be busy about your daddy's business until he comes back? The business of almighty and sons. It's good to be in business with your father. Amen. So our text today is in Matthew chapter 12. How I many know God has ordained you? It isn't just that He's called you, but He has ordained you for victory. He's put a, in other words, He's put a seal upon you that says you are victorious. You have been and come on now, the seal is His blood, and you have been ordained for victory. And you've been, but you've been called to be an overcomer, but ordained for victory. I'm persuaded every man, every woman, every child, every family in this house today is destined for victory. Whether you're walking in it or not, you're destined for victory. Matthew chapter 12, verse 25 says, But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man? And then he will plunder his house. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the ability to preach and teach today. Lord, I thank you, God, for the truth of your word. Lord, I thank you, God, that this service is ordained for your people. And, God, that we walk in victory. Lord, I declare in the name of Jesus 
that you give me entrance into men and women's hearts this morning. Let me walk the corridors of their hearts, God, with truth, Lord, that will transform us into your image like never before and cause us to be more like you. And I declare that in the name of Jesus. If you believe that this morning, say amen. Amen. So the question I want to ask you this morning is, are you protected or are you plundered? Look at your neighbor and ask him, are you protected or are you plundered? Matter of fact, go ahead and tell the devil, devil, you can't have my stuff. I mean, you need to declare that a lot in your life. Amen? That's something you ought to get up and declare every day of your life. Devil, you can't have my stuff. And go ahead and just put a little tag on the end of it, in Jesus' name. Just in case he thought he could. (laughs) In this passage of Scripture, Jesus is speaking to a group of people that just seen him do something really supernatural. And, and like we see throughout all the Gospels and the accounts of the life of Christ, a lot of times when Jesus does something supernatural, he starts to locate their hearts and then teach them on kingdom principles. In other words, he takes the opportunity to show them how the kingdom operates. And one of the things that he shares with them is the principle of taking possession of spoils and how you hold on to the spoils, or taking possession of that territory and how do you hold on to that territory or the ability to occupy things. Your individual ability as a, as a saint to occupy the things that he's called you to occupy. I mean, you know, one of the things about Jesus was he, uh, he went around doing supernatural miracles all the time. How many know that's true? Amen. He went around doing miracles all the time. But he also did the miracles because he knew that the miracles drew people to him. And when he would get people that were drawn to him after the miracles, then he would begin to explain kingdom principles to them. See, one of the things, and, and this is kind of off topic today, but one of the things I really believe is that if Jesus used miracles to draw people to himself, to teach them principles, then the church ought to use miracles to draw them to church, to teach principles. If Jesus healed deaf ears and opened blind eyes and, and cast demons out and raised the dead and healed leprosy to draw people to himself, come on, how I many know miracles? People come to see the miracle. Hmm? then the church ought to be doing the same thing because as far as I can tell, everything that I get from the Bible is that we're supposed to be like Jesus. And I haven't seen anybody that can prove that to me otherwise. So if Jesus used miracles to draw people to himself to give them truth, the miracles got them through the door, but he gave them truth that brought wisdom and knowledge. So not only were they healed in their physical body, they began to be healed in their spiritual body. And their home was not just in earth, but now their home became into eternity into heaven. Come on, that's the good news of the gospel. Amen? So verse 29 says, Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man, and then he will plunder his house? How many of you know you can never take possession of a territory until you get rid or depossess what it is that's controlling it? Hmm? If I'm going to go to Canaan and possess my promise, if I'm going to capture that territory, then I have to remove the obstacle that's there controlling my promise. The thing that is there that is holding my promise before I can possess it. Even if this thing's already been defeated by the Lord. Come on, how many know the devil operates through deception? The only way the devil can possess your stuff is to get you to believe that he can possess your stuff. I have to depossess. Whatever it is that has my promise before I can possess my promise. Is everybody okay? So in other words, the challenge for us to understand in this principle is that unless the strong man is broken down and unless the strong man has been bound up, the possessions cannot be taken out of the house. So first you've got to bind up the strong man. Pastor, what do you mean by the strong man? 
Well, most of the time when you hear this passage, taught, it's talking about authority over demons or over the demonic realm or spiritual forces. And it does mean that. And, it, you know, that's an okay teaching. It's, it's true to teach that. But there's another message that I want to get across to you this morning for believers. And the strong man in any house is the man of influence. The man that's in control. The man who had authority. How many know if you're in your home and you're the man of the house, then you have authority over your house? Isn't that right? So if you can control a father, then it's easy to control his children. Does everybody understand that? In a business, if you can bind up the owner, then you can steal the business. You can control his employees. You can move in and get your will done over the employees. In a church, if you bind up the pastor, then it's easy to take advantage of the congregation. Because whoever walks in the realm of influence or authority is the strong man. And Jesus said, you can't take the goods until you deal with the strong man. You've got to deal with the strong man first. How many of you know, even in a city or even in a town, in a county or a state, if you can control the government, if you can control the leaders, if you can control the commission, if you can control the mayor, then you can plunder the city. Hmm? Come on, we've seen that. Money. Money is influence a lot of times. No bid contracts. Come on, we've seen all kinds of crazy stuff going in politics, haven't we? We see the influence in the rich everywhere we go. Now watch this. The Bible says, do you know that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost? How many of you recognize this morning that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost? Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. That means our flesh and our blood body is a house for our spirit. And in our spirit, we have the spirit of God residing in us. So I'm telling you right now, Jesus lives in you. Be careful where you go. Because you're taking him everywhere you go with you. Amen? So in your temple, watch this now. If you're a born-again believer in your house, this physical house, if you've been saved, if you've been washed in the blood, if you've, if you've confessed Christ, if you've been covered, if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, in your temple, you are the strong man. So pastor, what are you trying to tell me this morning? Watch this. Before the enemy can ever get your stuff, he has to bind you up. If he can pollute your mind with deception, with this culture that we live in, with the way of the world, if he can bind you up in habits, if he can bind you up in addiction, if he can bind you up in perversion, if he can bind you up in depression, if he can bind you up in emotional baggage, if he can bind you up in codependency, then he can get your stuff. And he can shatter your strength. He can take it by weakening you. He can plunder your spoils. If he can break your place and your source of strength, he can take your promise. He can kill your dream. And listen to me very carefully. He can remove your destiny. See, that's what sin does. It's a wicked taskmaster. It binds you up so that you cannot fulfill your destiny. I was telling my brother last night, sin is nothing more than mistaken identity. It's when we just don't know who we are. But what I want you to see today is he cannot do it until he binds up the strong man. Can I just say this to you? Heaven and hell both have to have human cooperation to exercise their strategy on the earth. God, by his own volition, God, by his own choice, has limited himself to the confines of humanity to carry out his strategy on this planet. Now listen, he could have sent 10,000 angels and evangelized this whole city if he wanted to, and we all could have been saved in an instant. But how many know God did not choose to do that? God chose to use you. Huh? He has 
by his own choice, limited himself. You said, is God limited? Yes, he limited himself when he chose you. Father God has reserved his deity to the fact that he will only operate through people that are willing to let him operate, through people that are willing to choose him. And he's done that by his own choice. That's why God's always looking for somebody that will cooperate with him. Hmm? God's always searching for somebody that will get on the same page with him. He's always looking for someone that is willing to be used. He's looking for that heart that's hoping to say, God, I'll go anywhere you want me to go. I'll do anything you want me to do. I'll say anything you want me to say. Somebody that he can exhibit his strength through. Somebody that he can exhibit his power through. Somebody that he can show himself true through. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.
Hello, this is Tom Creighton, General Manager of WCNO Radio. The importance of your gift to WCNO can't be measured in dollars, but it can be measured in lives. Every day, believers like you turn on your radio because you hunger for what this station offers. Without WCNO being here, your day wouldn't be the same. In fact, your life would be different. Multiply that effect by thousands because that's how many other listeners depend on WCNO like you do. You see, your gift is important. Through your giving, you draw people closer to Jesus Christ. You teach the body of Christ. You provide encouragement, exhortation, and lead non-believers to salvation. The music artists and ministers that are on the air are on the front lines, and everyone hears them. But your importance can't be overstated. Your impact reaches thousands, changing lives every day. Beginning October 15th, Prayer and Praise Time will return again to give all of you an opportunity to share with us your prayer requests, praise reports, and your gifts of love to keep WCNO Radio right here on your dial at 89.9 FM. Our regular programming will be preempted, but we'll return as soon as we reach our goal of $195,000. If you're already a member of the WCNO family of supporters, you will soon receive a letter from us asking for your prayers and continued support for the next six months. Please send back your response card right away and let us know that we can count on your continued support. Don't let this extremely important action go undone. Your early reply can actually help WCNO save dollars by cutting down on the amount of time it takes to reach our goal. Remember, your one-time gift or monthly pledge for the next six months goes a long way to make sure the message of Jesus Christ is heard in South Florida on WCNO Radio. So please, return your response card today, or if you prefer, you can make a pledge or gift of support by visiting our website at WCNO.com or by calling WCNO toll-free at 1-888-221-8990. And let us know that we can count on you. Every gift you make to WCNO is used to further the gospel of Jesus Christ right here in South Florida and is tax-deductible according to IRS regulations. I look forward to joining you again on Prayer and Praise beginning October 15th right here on the Good News Station, WCNO. Faith is my position And grace is my ammunition I believe Yes, I believe When your voice is like a whisper
chosen to put the spark of life in you but the gift of untold worth was stolen away before your birth I'm crying for you baby before you left your mother's womb This is WCNO, Palm City, the good news station. Welcome.